commence with the dua and the dhikr that Rasulullah sallallahu instructed us to recite abundantly during the month of Ramadan and we recite it a few times as a reminder not only for now but inshallah throughout the day and night whenever we remember inshallah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah astaghfirullah Allahumma inni as'aluka al-jannah wa a'udhu bika min al-nar Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah astaghfirullah Allahumma inni as'aluka al-jannah wa a'udhu bika min al-nar أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفر الله اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار الحمد لله in tonight's recitation Surah Al-Anbiya the surah in which a great deal of mention was made of the Anbiya عليهم الصلاة والسلام and certain aspects of their lives in amongst the verses Allah سبحانه وتعالى says وله من في السماوات والأرض and to Allah سبحانه وتعالى belongs whoever exists in the heavens and the earth وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ وَلَا يَسْتَحْسِرُونَ And the malaika who hold high rank by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are not proud to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor do they tire in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They make tasbih of Allah. يُسَبِّحُونَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ لَا يَفْتُرُونَ Without becoming tired. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَوْ كَانَ فِيهِمَا آلِهَةٌ إِلَّا اللَّهُ لَفَسَدَتَ if in the heavens and the earth there were to be more than one being worthy of worship, more than one deity, one ilah, more than one ilah, then mischief and corruption and confusion would have, uh, 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 it would have resulted in confusion and mischief and corruption. فَسُبْحَانَ رَبِّ الْعَرْشِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ So pure is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the arsh, and he is pure from that which they attribute to him. So this is one of the verses which explain to us Tawheed and our belief in one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has the, the textual evidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you ponder and look at the perfection of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it would lead to one conclusion that the accuracy with which everything has been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is impossible that it could have been designed by more than one perfect being, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the ulama say, what happens if a person tells you, that, okay, hypothetically, if there happens to be two deities and they had an agreement that we're not going to dispute, then what do you say? So the ulama, in explaining this verse, they say the question would then be posed, does the one have the ability to challenge the decision of the other or not? If he has the ability to challenge him, then he is a superior one, the other one will be negated and only one will exist. If he doesn't, he will be negated and only one will exist. So la ilaha illallah, there's only one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only one being who has brought everything into existence from non-existence, from the minute creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which are invisible to us, to the great creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like the malaika and the arsh and the kursi and the samawat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us about the malaika, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created these servants that do not disobey him in any way. And the only... Do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs them. There is another verse which was also recited. It was recited in Salatul Isha by our Imam also. And that is the verse in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَوَلَمْ يَرَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Has the people without faith not noticed and witnessed أَنَّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ كَانَتَا رَتْقًا فَفَتَقْنَاهُمَا That the heavens and the earth were closed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened them. 
This verse sometimes people go out of their way to try to say that definitely this describes the Big Bang Theory. Okay? Now one thing we have to keep in mind that theories are theories. And the Quran is the text of the revealed scripture upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, we can say that we get indications there seems to be some signals pointing to a particular scientific thing. But until it's not witnessed, then you can't say that the theory is the Quran came to, to establish a theory because tomorrow the theory changes and they change the name from the Big Bang Theory to the Big Expansion, then you're sitting with a problem. So the, the, the meaning of the verse said, Abdullah ibn Abbas, who was the student of Rasulullah sallallahu he said, Ratq means for something to be sealed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened it. What is the meaning of being sealed? He said that the, the sky was created by Allah, but it was unable to send water down. And the earth was created by Allah, and it was unable to send forth any vegetation or growth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. That's why the next verse says, With water, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave life to everything. So Allah created the, the, the rain, and it fell onto, onto the earth, and thereafter, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to give life was brought into existence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he has created the sama, the sky, as a protected roof over the world that we live in. And there are some other verses also which continue in this particular, on this topic. Then another verse in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the mizan and the scales on the day of qiyamah. That there will be scales placed on the day of qiyamah to weigh the actions of the believers and those who did not believe in this world. Now, there, there were sects in the past like the Mu'tazila. In English, we call them the Mu'tazilites. The rationalists of the, later, the, the earlier part of the Ummah who refused to acknowledge certain things mentioned in the text of the Quran if it didn't make sense to them. So they, know, they were known as the rationalists. Everything needs to make logical sense before we can accept it. So they said, it's not possible that there can be scales on the day of Qiyamah. Although it's mentioned in the Quran. And, and the reason for this is they say that your actions that have been carried out in this world are no longer in existence. They're abstract. They have disappeared in, in, into the pages of history. So if you did a good thing or a bad thing, it has disappeared. The action itself is not something concrete which can be placed on the scale. So therefore, they neg- it didn't make sense to them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us that without having... Uh, Without it making sense to us, we are still obliged to acknowledge if Allah has revealed that it's part of the system of the day of Qiyamah, we will believe that it does exist. And today it's so easy for us to know that things can be measured even if they don't have a physical, concrete, solid form. When a, when a baby has a fever, may Allah protect all our children, especially now in the, this season. When a child has a fever or you use a thermometer, the thermometer is actually weighing or measuring a particular temperature of the child without anything being visible. You use the, the air pump to pump air into your tire, so it gives you a reading of a particular measurement. What the pressure is inside your, your tire, it gives you a measurement, even if you cannot see anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the, 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 the systems of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are so sophisticated, it's beyond our imagination. And like I always say, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi told us of the malaika taking down our actions, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're sitting with a pen and paper. Because nowadays that we can't even do. Our children forgot how to read and write. It's only typing. So they can't write. 
But the malaika, it's not necessary that they are writing down the way we assume a, a person would take a pen and paper. It is possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them such sophisticated uh, means that they are able to document and note down every part of our actions. And, and th- th- those are things which we can easily understand even today in our day-to-day life. You get your printout of your tracker, that where you stopped and where you started your engine, or the receiver of revenue gives you a nice hisab of what you did do and didn't do, right? Even if we're trying to, to, to dodge it, but it is there. The phone calls we make, the, the amount of times a person went onto YouTube, he might be thinking, okay, you can press the, the delete on the history, but it's saved somewhere there. So if that can happen in the dunya, why, is it, why would it be difficult for the malaika to be able to bring forth and show the history of a particular day in the life of a person? This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the day of Qiyamah, it will be said to a person, Iqra' kitabak, read your book, everything is there, just check your files. Go through the folders and you'll see. Every day, every date, every second. You don't need somebody else. You don't need an auditor or an accountant. You can do it yourself. Everything is in front of you. Enough. You are enough for yourself. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created these scales. And the form of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Some ahadith tell us that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said a person who outwardly would be very strong and physically well built, a person like that will be brought on the day of Qiyamah and placed on the scale and he won't be equal to the wing of a mosquito. Which means sometimes a person will be weighed with the actions that was possessed in his life, with the iman, with the ikhlas, with the, with the qualities that he possessed. And there will be a particular scale that will be able to measure his, his quality just by him standing on that scale. When you go through the airport, they tell you, okay, please, you've got a, a headgear and just go through this and open your arms, you know, and the thing goes around you and they... So they, they've got special uh, devices for particular people. On the day of Qiyamah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one's actions will be weighed. And the weightiest thing in the scale of a, of a, of a believer on the day of Qiyamah, the weightiest thing, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the weightiest thing in the scale, أَثْقَلُ شَيْءٍ فِي مِيزَانِ الْعَبْدِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Not Salatul Taraweeh, not the Tilawa, not the Nafal, Khulukun Hassan, good character, noble character. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that a person with noble character, he will reach higher levels than people who fast continuously and people who perform salah throughout the night continuously. So one person, he, uh, he doesn't take care of ensuring he's working on improving his character, but he fasts out of Ramadan, we're talking about the nafal fast, and he makes the hajjud and nafal, and he does a lot of uh, extra a'mal, but his character is bad. Uh, that person will be, will be beaten by that individual who's got less a'mal, less fasting, less umrah, less sadaqah, less tahajjud. But his akhlaq, he's working on his akhlaq. And this is why the ulama have mentioned that good character is such a bounty from Allah. It is such a powerful gift from Allah that many sins cannot cause much harm to it. And bad character is such a form of deprivation that a lot of good things cannot help you come out of that difficulty that you are in. If you've got bad character, may Allah protect all of us and beautify our character like the akhlaq of Rasulullah So the scales, a person, and this is why the ulama say on the day of Qiyamah, we'll be, a lot of us will be shocked. It will be a big surprise for many of us. Because in this world, 
we only see that which is apparent and external. And we become impressed with the images and the forms we see. So if a person is dressed, mashallah, I think I have a, a, I've got a, a beard and I'm, I'm dressed with the, with the sunnah, so automatically I've got the key to Jannah. It's not like that. On the day of Qiyamah, there will be many people that nobody would have noticed them. They did things secretly. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew what they did. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala left hisab for the day of Qiyamah, not for the dunya. Judgment is on the day of Qiyamah. And this is why we can never judge anybody's sincerity. We can't say, oh no, this person's got no sincerity, man. Yeah, he's just doing for show. We, we, can't, we can't judge ikhlas in this dunya because ikhlas will be judged on that day when you can't change your intention, the day of Qiyamah. The day of Qiyamah, if a person wants to change his intention, he can no longer do so. That is the day where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will know. And this is why, like I mentioned previously, Sayyidina Abu Hurairah used to sometimes faint when he quoted the hadith of the first people who will be thrown into the fire of Jahannam. First will be amongst the scholars and the reciters of the Qur'an. May Allah protect all of us. Because they had easy access to go to Jannah, yet it was done for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person who spent his wealth in the avenues of deen, he had easy opportunity to purchase his Jannah. Yet he did it so that people could say he's generous. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deprives him from, from Jannah. Sayyidina Abu Huraira used to weep when he said this hadith. May Allah give us a true understanding. So our, our a'mal will be weighed. And one of the other indications of the scale of the, on the day of Qiyamah is the fact that the amal will have weight. So it won't only be counted. You did one amal, two amal, three amal, four amal. But each amal will be weighed. And what's the quality of this? What's, what's the ikhlas? Was it 100% ikhlas or was it a bit of contamination? Was that amal in accordance with the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Or was the amal done and destroyed afterwards? Because that's also possible. Sometimes we can do a good deed. There might be sincerity at the time and while we're doing the action. But after some time we can destroy the amal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the third juz, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la tubtilu sadaqatikum bilmanni wal adha. O people of Iman, do not destroy the reward of your sadaqah by reminding people of, the, of your favors. So we did a favor unto someone. At that time it was sincere. Nobody knew about it. And now perhaps uh, we're noticing this person in the gathering and we come up to him and we try to remind him of that favor to, to make him feel uh, as if he owes me something. By doing that I've destroyed the thawab of the sadaqah which I may, perhaps gave three or four years ago. So this is why the ikhlas and the, the seriousness of of taking care of our amal while we're doing it, before we do the amal, and also continuously thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us tawfiq for the good that we did, and for asking for forgiveness for the shortcomings in our amal. Because when it's weighed, if there's any shortcomings, that will be a, a defect on our side. This is why we are taught, even after doing good deeds, you need to make istighfar. After we make salam in salah, we say, Assalamu alaikum, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. What's the first thing we say? We say, Astaghfirullah. We didn't commit a sin. You say, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, because we know that of the defects in our salah, that uh, if the imam didn't pay attention to the amount of rakats, then, uh, then we would have all been confused about which rakat the imam is in. That's the level of our concentration. So, uh, keeping in mind that there will be a hisab, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will weigh our a'mal, this is part of the integrals of, of our iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all that understanding. And inshallah tomorrow there's uh, just one or two things I wanted to touch on. If Allah gives us tawfiq, we'll, we'll talk about it inshallah. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.